Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. You're listening to Spotlight with me, Michelle James. evening's programme, I am joined by Ellery Morgan in the studio for Spotlight. Ellery, you're a classical composer based on the island and recently had an amazing success uh, having been played on BBC Radio 3. First of all, talk to me about your style. How would you describe your music? That's an interesting question because I've always struggled to define the stuff that I create. And I'd say when I listen and I compare to other composers that it's classical, sometimes neoclassical, with um, definitely a a feel towards creating timeless pieces, music that moves you, music that if you listen to it, it stirs something within you. I read on your website that you you often start with the story and words, and that's what kind of drives drives and, and helps you create the music. Talk me through that process, how that works for you. The process will be, um, I will be sitting either at the piano or I will be sitting at my computer with, I've got a MIDI keyboard and, you know, the, the regular setup that you'd expect from somebody creating at the computer. And I would either have a feeling or a, a, an idea uh, of something that I wanted to create. And if the, the idea was a word, then I'd, and it's going to sound cheesy, but I'd sit with that and probably close my eyes, maybe just deep breath and let it flow. So that means that it's not really a completely thought out process. Uh-huh. I'm feeling my way through it. And so you're not sat in front of an acoustic piano in the room. You're sat in front of a, a MIDI keyboard that you describe. Yeah. Talk me through what that is. When you work with a software that creates music, you need some sort of input into the computer to for it to know what the notes are going to be. And a MIDI keyboard is basically, it looks like, you know, there's Casio keyboard, like a just like a, a smaller, digital, uh-huh. a digital something that plugs into your computer that the software can understand. And so, when you play it, it then transposes that as notes on the screen or into and using whatever instrument. So that keyboard doesn't sound like a piano; it sounds like whatever instrument you tell it to be. Mm-hmm. Violin, cello, and I love working with cello. So it's just. It's amazing. It's really, it's like, it's like having all the magical tools to make beautiful sounds. So you input using a keyboard as yeah. you would, as you would yeah. play a normal piano. Mm-hmm. And then that sound is translated. And do you, do you create musical kind of staves in front of you or is it more sound waves? The software has got the ability for you to add notes like music, sheet music. But how I work is the other way around. The best way that I can describe it is those little music boxes with the sheets of metal, you know, the sheets of metal and it has the little indented thingies mm-hmm. and then it, and then when you play it and it basically looks like that but on screen. So you have your keyboard down the left-hand side and then whichever note you press, it puts a dot or however long the note is on that particular sure. note uh-huh. as you go along. So you end up with a, a lovely picture and that in itself is 
is quite pretty to look at as well. The interesting patterns that come as a result of the music that you play. And you've been a classical composer for many, many years, and it's quite a new um, way of working that you, that you've found. And how did you transition? And where did you transition from to find this sound that you're that you're currently working in? I love the piano. I always have loved the piano, and uh, I at one point had two pianos in the house, two acoustic pianos, and took up all the space. And there was always something missing from that for me. When I play the piano and I'm creating music at the piano, I can always hear a full ensemble mm-hmm. with that sound. I can hear the orchestra. I can hear what other things could be with that, that piece that I've created. I can't remember exactly how it came about, but there was an advert for a software or plugin for an orchestral library, which you could get for free if you could show that you were new to the whole thing of composing on a on the computer. And so I applied for the free version and they said, fine, you can have it. Mm-hmm. So I saved myself some money. It was £49 or something like that. So I got it for free. And then I got a trial version of some software called Cubase and put the two together and it was like magic. Honestly, it was it was the best experience. The, the first piece of music that I created in it, I was like, oh my God, this is what I'm meant to be doing. It was It was really, really very special. So from there... I then decided, yes, I like this. Mm-hmm. I acquired a few more other libraries along the way. Um, it is quite expensive. Well, you're getting one p- price for a, a big orchestra, if you, I absolutely, suppose, if you're looking at absolutely. like that. Absolutely, and that particular plugin is really fantastic. They've used the BBC Symphonic Orchestra wow. to record all of the different sounds and the different, you know, the different variations of how they play the, each instrument. Mm-hmm. So you can choose in that plugin. And I have no shares in, in this company, by the way. <laughs> but you can choose whether you want it to be a tremolo or soltasto. Or the thing is, if you don't know enough about music theory, or even enough about orchestration, or about uh, musical instruments, or what that it all is, it's designed in such a way that you can just go from knowing absolutely nothing to creating this beautiful music. But it must be the case that with all of your musical background and and your uh, connection to the piano, that you're able to connect to this software in a way that allows you to present these amazing pieces. I guess that is absolutely right. You know, I think I take it for granted, and and as most musicians do, you know, that uh, you can pick something up and just combine all of your experience. uh, And also I've had a background in IT, so... Right. That, that hurdle of new software is is not a hurdle because I can just go, oh, right, new software, I can figure this out easily. A couple of YouTube tutorials and off you go. So, yeah, that and then the influence from my childhood and the exposure to theatre and orchestras and the opera and ballets, all of that musical influence has has also influenced how I perceive the inspiration that is coming to me and how that translates into the finished product. You mentioned that you're self-taught on the piano. Yes. How 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 I had piano lessons from age 6 to 18 and I still can't really play. So <laughs> I'm so interested in in understanding how one goes about self-teaching. Our grandmother had a piano in the house and just pressed all the buttons you know as you do as a kid uh-huh. I'm sure I drive, drove her crazy but she let me do whatever and that's and I just you know if I heard a song I'd decide that I'd want to learn how to play it or wow. see if I can make that sound so that's how I felt my way through that and and have done ever since 
but within the last year i have start i've decided to do some music theory so i've been doing that with a lady on ireland adele dube she's been fantastic I've managed to do grade two theory it's very exciting and that has that has helped as well understanding actually the theory behind it which was for me for many years i never wanted to do it because i thought it would kill any inspiration or any creative process that i had but actually it's really helped me explore and make some new interesting sounds by understanding how things fit together from a theoretical perspective you've never for example got a piece of music out in front of you and then just gone and read it and played it that's never been your process no 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 and even now i would struggle but with the music theory training that i've been doing i'm getting there i can and i have done taken a piece of music sat with it and gone oh actually i can read this wow that's been that was a big highlight for me that was recently has that kind of self-teaching found itself in other instruments or has it always been piano for you? Piano, because it's linear, so it's it's quite easy to, for me anyway, to hear. So if I closed my eyes, I could work out where the sounds are meant to be. Mm. But other stringed instruments or wind instruments, yeah, no. You've tried? yeah. Yeah, I don't have the patience. <laughs> I did I did go and buy myself a pocket sax the other day, you know, just to see if I could make some interesting sounds because I do love, I love different sounds yes. and I love to see if I can make them. So I do have a collection of random instruments building up. I might have a problem. Nevertheless, one day I'd like to create my own sample libraries to be able to use in pieces of music. So that's a whole technical area which I need to learn about. Mm-hmm. And once... I get familiar with that and I can go off, create some interesting sounds. There's a gate at work. Right. Right. And I hear this gate at work and I think, right, if I record that and pitch it and turn it into a sample library, that would be some great ambient sounds to use in some music. So... I'll be doing that. Let's talk about BBC Radio 3. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned uh, just at the start there, you've recently had your, your compositions played. How did that leap kind of happen from your creations onto BBC Radio 3? They have a fantastic platform called BBC Introducing. And I knew about it because a few years ago, I uploaded some of the songs that I'd made on, on piano, but nothing, it never went anywhere. So I knew that it was a long process they tell you if you upload things it can take up to six months for somebody to listen and it's never a guarantee of getting broadcast well I forgot about that and then one day I was sitting after work and I suddenly remembered that I could upload my music there and that classical must surely be a category that they consider well I did and then a week later a radio station listened to it and then it got passed to another radio station. And then it was one Thursday. I had a very, very hectic day at work, lots of meetings. And I'd got home, hadn't looked at my phone since lunchtime and saw that I had an email from, well, firstly, an email from BBC Introducing saying that somebody at Radio 3 had listened to my track and to the second track. And I also had an email from the coordinator for BBC Introducing for Radio 3 saying, oh, the producer wants to use your song tomorrow in the show at six o'clock. And um, could you please tell us more information? So I honestly nearly fell off my chair Mm -hmm. because it was such a shock to have then seen that email. So I replied, gave them all the information 
and was expecting to have more questions or a confirmation that, yes, we will play your music. It, it was not really clear. So I waited until the next day and then we put the radio on and then this man, this man came on and he <laughs> did such a beautiful introduction. I was in tears. It was lovely. It was very, my gran would have been really, really chuffed. Um, and then, and then they played both songs, which for, was amazing. I was, would have been happy with just one song being played, but they played two, which was absolutely fantastic. And where do you see your music going to going forward, looking into 2022 and, and kind of beyond? You mentioned about creating your own sound library to be able to compose with. Are there any big aspirations, big goals? Where do we want to see Ellery's music? It would be absolutely amazing to collaborate with somebody working on a film or any other musical project together to create something I would absolutely love that I think I will continue to create the music in the way that I'm doing it possibly maybe do an album next year I think is is what I'm thinking because I've got my sound is is unique mm-hmm. I think it's distinct it's something that I can call my own and recognizes that's that's my style so putting it out in an album I think would be a natural next step in between then, there are lots of other ideas. Do you know, I um, we had a, a passing in the family and there was a memorial service this morning and they showed a lot of pictures before in remembrance of, of our family member and there was no music with it and I thought that something that I think would be really special is creating creating special music to use for, for people who want to remember their family and to capture the essence of who they are in a classical piece. I might do that as a creative outlet. So let's have a listen to the music. Please, can you introduce your your piece that we're going to listen to today? I think the piece that I'd, I'd love for you to listen to is a piece called Peaks. And this is the one that I described earlier, which is the one where you, I want you, the listener, to feel as though you're reaching up into the heavens, you know, connecting in, in prayer for whatever is going on and to find some comforts it's a beautiful piece that has got cello very very lovely deep cello and then the voices of choirs as well just in the background and um, some interesting dynamics with some arctic swells and a, a, a lovely cello doing a, an interesting sound with a slide up which is a rough, grainy sound, but it's, it makes you feel like you're alive and there's, there's something real about it.
If you would like to find out more about Ellery, you can visit her website, www.ellery.im. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Also joining me tonight is Dave Rolls, organiser of Battle of the Bands. I asked Dave a little bit more about what the competition entails. As you say in the title, the Battle of the Bands is a competition where we're going to get loads of bands together, have them play on stage uh, for some adjudicators, and we're going to decide who's best. What makes up a band? I mean, most people are going to think of a band as going like a guitar, a bassist, a singer and a drummer. There's some fantastic bands out there that are just two people. Royal Blood is a, a really good example of that. There's just two people. So any band has two or more people in it. That's a band to us. Any style, any genre, as long as you're playing music. Yep, anything. Anything goes. Anything goes in our competition. No restrictions, apart from it's family friendly. So uh, no rude words. And this Battle of the Bands is specifically for young people. Yes, yep. So what ages are we talking? Well, we're going to have two sets of competitions. Uh, it's going to be a primary school and a secondary school. So 7 to 11 and then 11 up to 18, obviously, with the split being in schools. We're, there's a little bit of flexibility if you've got one member who might be outside of the age, age range. We, we can look at that. We specifically want to get um, someone over who, who isn't from the island to, to help judge because we feel that that's important that we've got somebody, uh, somebody outside of the island to do that. Absolutely. And you yourself, Dave, you are a musician, you're a teacher, you are a mentor for many, many young people that are in a band on the island. Why is it important for young people, first of all, to to be involved in music? And what can being in a band bring or what have you seen that can can bring out in young people? Well, I mean, music, music is brilliant because uh, anybody can do it. You don't, you don't, I think it's really wrong that everyone goes, oh, you've got to have natural talent to be able to do music. You haven't. You've just got to put the time in and the effort and you can be brilliant at anything. And um, I just, I love bringing people together because playing into it in a band, it, it's, it's the, one of the most things that you can have as a group as far as I'm concerned. As a young person learning an instrument, or indeed as an adult perhaps starting and learning an instrument from scratch, you say you don't need you don't need raw talent. Where do you start if it's something you've never done before? Well, find someone to teach you. <laughs> That's what I say. I say. Oh, there are some great video tutorials available on on YouTube and other other sites, but um, nothing beats for me having someone telling you what you're doing wrong. I myself have relearned instruments from scratch. Because I've started something, thought, oh, I'm okay, I don't need a teacher anymore, and then made a complete hash of it. And then I've gone back to a teacher and said, like, tell me what you're doing wrong. (laughs) Tell me what I'm doing wrong, because I need to know how to get better. Is there an instrument that's best suited to start with? Um, The instrument you want to learn. Because uh, you have, if you're, if if you have no real clue of what to do, you have to want to do it. You have to put in the time. So if it's an instrument, you go like, "Mm, I don't know about that. That's not the best one. It has to be something that you want to do better at and you're going to put the time in. Do you know, subconsciously there, I think that you were, you were offering the drums, <laughs> whether you wanted to show it or not. Perhaps that's, that's just my, uh, my observation. And so let's go back to the Battle of the Bands competition. Yep. So we're going to see young people from all over the island come together. If they've never been, if they've not, if they're not part of a band already, is it something that you would encourage um, young musicians to form for the competition? Of course, of course. I mean, it doesn't, for, as far as I'm aware, it, it was, everything that I've ever done, it doesn't take much to form a band. Um, you just need to have, get, you, get, get some friends together who can play, 
pick some songs, practice them. I mean, we're looking at March. That's that's five months away. That's more than enough time uh, to get some songs together and get rehearsed up. I think one of the most scariest things is always, you know, a blank canvas, a blank page, an empty room, just starting to jam together as as musicians say. For me, that sounds absolutely terrifying. Is it terrifying? It can be, of course. Uh, anything, anything could be ter- terrifying if you if you let it be that way. But I mean, if if you if if you want to do it, if you've got a passion, um, getting people together. I always say that you need a band leader. If you have too many people trying to run run it, it's, it's it does take a lot longer to gel. But you need someone who sort of knows what's that what they're doing. And you know, teachers in schools, I'm sure they'd be happy just to give you some pointers okay. uh, to get you started. So with it being a competition, there's going to be winners. What are the prizes on offer? So for the uh, for the senior band, the secondary school bands, we're going to have a prize of £500. For the junior band, the primary school bands, we're going to have a £300 prize. But if you are a budding composer and you've got some original songs that you can play in your band, we're going to have a £100 prize for the best original song. Um, so if uh, if you want to be a part of that, then yeah, get writing. So if any young musicians are listening to this and they think, this is the one for me, I'm going to set my sights on the Battle of the Bands in March, how do they get involved? Well, look out for our Facebook page. We're uh, Battle of the Bands IOM or uh, give us an email to iombotb at gmail.com um, and we'll be able to give you some more info. The entry forms will be available soon. Uh, they're not quite ready yet and obviously uh, we haven't finalise the venue quite yet so uh, that'll be announced on our Facebook page when we know more but it's going to be mega I can tell it's going to be brilliant yeah we've got we've got a brilliant guy coming over um, to adjudicate this guy called Christian Phillips and um, he's he's a composer and arranger multi-instrumentalist he's worked with um, arranging shows in Las Vegas he's worked with uh, Tom Jones band and uh, he's also I mean he, he's, he's a bit he doesn't like me saying this but he's won a BAFTA as well so he's he's a top flight musician he's going to come over and uh, and tell us uh, how well we've done and I'm sure so much of the the competition is is actually not about the competitive element it's presumably the the musicians will be able to learn from him and pick up different things from from fellow bands that are competing yeah uh, definitely I, I I always say you've got to listen you know it's the whole got got two ears you need to listen and uh you listen to what everybody's doing that's going to help but we're also hoping that christian can do a uh, a songwriting or arranging um a workshops because uh, like i say he's he's phenomenal um composer so uh well, hopefully to get him to show us how to do it dave rolls organizer of battle of the bands and that's all from me this week you can listen again to the whole program at manxradio.com and click on spotlight I'll be back next week, but until then, stay creative.